let's dive into it. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 30, I think. This is the 30th episode. Happy anniversary, Mathis. Thanks. Yeah. Happy 30th hey. anniversary. Speaking of 30, uh, if you're a Chiluminati fan, and let's say you're on the East Coast, and like you're 30, clear <laughs> off your schedule around October 30th and make plans to be in, in, in and around Boston. That's all I'm going to say. We can't say anything else here. Cannot yet. say anything else. I wasn't even sure if you were going to say that. But, but just, just, you know, clear schedule. A fortune teller told you. Mm-hmm. Get your. I, uh, I didn't believe it. I thought that she, anyone could have that be said to them and it be true. And she's like, mm, <laughs> but I also know that you killed that person 30 <laughs> years ago and Get took your, their uh, personality. FBI, FBI agent cosplay ready, you know? Buy your Chiluminati merch right now. How great with- would it be to go do this this mysterious event that may or may not happen, <laughs> and uh, and everybody there is dressed like a uh, X Files? That would be dope. Men in Black, yeah, X Files, Ghostbuster, and then they take us to jail. <laughs> and by jail, I mean their basement. And by their basement, I mean the basement of Area Fifty One, <laughs> where all the aliens are. And by Area Fifty One, I mean a Motel Six. <laughs> It, what, when's the date nope. of the Area 51 raid again? 920. 920. All right. Do math every day. Five blaze it. <laughs> do math every day. 920. Five blaze it. <laughs> that took me two, like a hot minute to sink in. It's like, do math every day. What does he mean? <laughs> I don't understand. Do math, baby. Uh, in the interest of don't, shilling. Don't do math. Don't do math. Don't, no, don't, no. The Chiluminati does not, does not endorse doing don't math. Don't let that be the one second of the podcast that you show to your grandmother. <laughs> I love this podcast. You go in like a week later, grandma's just all methed out, running around, cleaning the house. You know that meth you is You think what that's what's going to happen if grandma gets on meth? I, what you would happen the, if a grandma... The worst case scenario is grandma's going to be like, I cleaned your apartment, dear. <laughs> worst, case back is, worst case scenario is grandma fucking dies from meth. What are you talking about? No, thought- worst case scenario is grandma lives, has a wild grandma orgy, <laughs> and with your Are friends, you telling me? And then you and your grandma have to know it happened. How about That's this? way worse. Worst no, case scenario, no. grandma peels off her face. She's the Mothman. Welcome back to the Chiluminati <laughs> Podcast, where we are talking about the Mothman. We, uh, that's the worst that's case a good, scenario. You know, it's a segue. Yeah, that's not the worst. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. You may actually think that we are going into Mothman Part 3, and you wouldn't be entirely incorrect but i'd say we're going into part four (laughs) what we're actually doing is an episode on something tangentially related to the mothman which is a character by the name of indrid cold otherwise known as the smiling man or the grinning man have any of you either of you heard of indrid cold i have i have and okay and here's yeah, the this thing is, that this I is wa- kind of a deep. This is kind of like a deep cut. In this terms is of like, like this weird is knowledge. like part of the. This is part of your like. This is like the arcade fire in <laughs> like first year of college of like becoming a conspiracy theorist is right. learning about Indrid Cold. Yes. Uh, but everybody like online is asking about Indrid Cold in relation to a character from the Adventure Zone podcast, and I just want to point out that that character is named after this character. And not the other oh, way around. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's I didn't even know that was a thing. I had no idea. I yeah. I don't know the context. I don't know anything about it. I know there's a character in the Adventure Zone called Indrid Cold, from what I hear. And just to clear up any confusion, that character is based on, or at least named after, this character. Okay, that's interesting. Neat. So, other than that, do you know anything about Indrid Cold, Alex? I know he's like got that kind of like weird uh, Men in Black vibe where he's like yes, yes. he has like a, like he looks like he needs like to be moist all the time or else he will dry out kind of vibes. Yeah, and what? He has, and he has weird it, lips and he talks weird yes, and there's and a lot of recordings weird. of him. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, a bunch of run-ins with him and all kinds of stuff. So, well, you he may was have on thought- a, he was like an, he got interviewed, right? There's like a there's like audio of him, right? No, there's an interview with the man that talked to him. Oh, that's right. That's what that's what the interview was. I read that transcript. It was ain't it just the, a ride the way? Yeah, a ride. Um, also, a good to point out that for this this particular uh, subject is is like 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 Alex said. It's kind of like 
your first step into deeper conspiracy theory stuff. So there's not a huge amount of sources out there. The main source that we'll be using is excerpts and, and uh, discussion from a book that was done when they interviewed the guy who supposedly was in contact with Injured Cold for over a certain period of time called Visitors from, from Lanulos. Let me say that again. Visitors from Lanulos. How does that title strike you, Jesse? I don't know. So I don't know anything about in, in, Ingrid Cole. Ingrid Cole. <laughs> in, I don't know Ingrid anything about this D. person. Ingrid I don't know anything about it. So I don't Michelson. know what Visitors from Lanulos, but it sounds like a dime store novel title. Kind of, Fair. Yeah. Fair. The cover so. even looks like a dime store novel. Um, it didn't actually go into major production until years after it was already written. There was only six copies of it in existence. Uh, and somebody had to get the rights to it and then get one of the copies from like a national library and then pub publish it from that. So it, when even after he did the interview, there's only like six books made of it. It was just it was a weird, weird novel. So Indrid um, Cold is kind of like the like RV man of the 60s. Like he's like like a weird like pre YouTube viral sensation. What? Yeah, kind of. Like, how do you? What? How do you I don't go? Know that, I don't know what you, that means. I don't know how what do you. This means. How do you go broad from six copies in like 1965? Do you know what I mean? When is the yeah. book from? Uh, that is right around the late 60s because the events happened so 1971. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Indrid Cold. Like people have been asking because he's like central to this legend. If you like go one layer deeper, and it's so interesting to me that there were only six books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very, it is very bizarre. And we'll also learn that the guy who comes forward uh, and talks about Indrid Cold, his life has been ruined. His, even his family <laughs> members, like he, he's, his life, like unemployable, bankrupt, like completely destroyed his life, people harassing him and all kinds of stuff. And even apparently extends to members of his family. Um, that's something to keep in mind when, when talking about this as well. The only other book that was written that popularized it a little bit more is actually a book written by the same author who wrote Mothman Prophecies, which is, uh, John A. Keel. Um, and this, in, in this book, it's, he's, the Grinning Man is a part of a collection of weird, cryptids basically the book is about and it's just an excerpt and um the what's real about what he writes and what's not is up in the air because he's known to dramatize things so uh the, it's not really a super reliable source when it comes to injured cold so well fortunately unfortunately for everyone here we aren't quite done with mothman tangentially yet while we speculated what it could be a cryptid with a family a spirit a doomsayer prophesier uh, or just straight out made up what's interesting about mothman is the time in which he was most present in this in this area as you recall the mothman sighting started on uh, november 12th 1966 and went to about december 15th 1967 uh, being the first sighting, being November 12th. But one thing we didn't talk about is that the Mothman phenomena was just a small sliver of what is known as an overarching UFO flap. Do you guys know what that term is, Uf a UFO flap? Is that like when a story breaks and then there's like a bunch of aftershocks of the same story? Yeah, there's a, basically a, a UFO flap is a point in time where UFO sightings and encounters were heavily present and then they just die off. And that's where this, this 1966 to 1967 in this West Virginia area, uh, this was just kind of a part of a UFO flap. One might even argue that the beginning of the flap was technically on October 16th, 1966 in New Jersey on 4th Street, when two young boys, Martin Mouse Munov and James Jimmy Yankitis, claimed Mike to have seen Mathis Martin. <laughs> 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 Listen, those are their nicknames, man. This was like in the 60s. Yeah. Martin Mouse. I imagine he was like a small guy. James like, Jimmy. Hey, come on, motherfucker. He turned Somebody. into Tommy Karate. Yeah. It's just Tommy Karate as a child. This is what turned him. He's his encounter. Yeah. Uh, and James Jimmy, his nickname is just because his name is James would be my assumption. Um, <laughs> James Jimmy, dude. That's weak. <laughs> that is weak. You don't, need, you, don't need to put the, you don't need to put the James there. We get it. Yeah. We, we get it. Just call yourself James or Jimmy. You don't need both. Um, but they were actually out for a walk on 4th Street when they claimed to have seen a strange man. They were walking around as young boys of that era do. I don't know, playing stick. What do you do in the 60s? Play six, stick ball, roll a tire, 
You chew what? on no, rocks because that's all they had. Ride bikes. Play like, G.I. Joe what? with what do you, big G.I. Joe. Play, play basketball. <laughs> the 60s wasn't like the 1860s. <laughs> Throw lawn darts at your friend's heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do meth <laughs> with your grandma. <laughs> Mom, grandma out there rolling around a tire just on meth. Sight cryptids in the street. <laughs> Either way, these boys were walking down 4th Street at, at some point during the evening. And um, curious, they saw actually a strange figure standing near a fence. Wondering what it was, they got a little closer to see what the figure was. And it, they saw it was actually a tall, bald man, somewhere over six feet tall, wearing a metal green suit, who was staring right at them with a huge grin on his face. And according to Mouse, I quote, Jimmy nudged me and said, who's that standing behind you? I looked and there he was, standing behind that fence, just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us. Then he grinned a big old grin. And then Jimmy said, did you know that Jimmy is short for James? Because my actual name is James, but I want people to call me Jimmy. Is that cool? <laughs> um... But that was the first sighting of the uh, of what is going to be known as See, injured read that, des- read that description of his clothes one more time for me. Yeah, it was a metallic green, a metal. Sorry, they didn't say metallic. A metal green suit. Like now, I don't know. Like My mind armor? went metallic, metallic green suit. You need power armor. Is are, that we thinking, are we thinking like power you, armor? Do you or- think no? Do you think it's the color metal green? Metal green. Like yeah, that's, that, that was that was what I was thinking. What like metallic that's... green? Maybe it had like a shine to it. No, not like a shine. I'm oh, talking okay. like like gunmetal like green. Yeah, there's like the green that you would paint on an army vehicle. That it could be that it was like that really ugly green color. Maybe I don't know. Or are we talking about you know like when you when you wear one of those space blankets? Like is uh, yeah, yeah that that's like that was my my mind went that way but yeah I didn't I didn't think Get like nineteen sixties Iron Man suit yeah you know just like that steamboat looking yeah exactly like, how are you how do you even move in yeah. that thing do you think that they heard the Pink Panther theme like play like when he when they saw him like it was like <laughs> yeah that's what it was yeah. that would that would dissolve any creepiness from him dude if he's smiling completely. if he's like smiling like that he you know he's snapping his fingers. <laughs> just to his own his own beat in his he own head. You can hear it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, but <laughs> point is, that's where arguably we could say the UFO flap happened. During this time, tons of people came forward saying they were seeing uh, UFOs in the skies, dancing lights moving around, all in different parts of, of, uh, of the states. A lot, like, again, our focus is going to be West Virginia again. Uh, in this particular topic, but uh, this during 1966 to 1967 in this small zone, tons of people saw tons of weird shit. And this, uh, this the the boys seeing this this figure, by the way, is uh, not just like lore. There's rec- police records. They went to the police after. He, like that. A- they actually reported this. Yeah, they went to the cops and reported it. So it wasn't just you know uh, folklore to make. That's the, the thing that smile. makes me think it might be like a metallic looking suit. Yeah, like, exactly. If a dude was just standing there like smiling in a like ugly ass suit that was like dark, sort of pale green. Like, I don't know that I would be like, I don't know, James, we better. It's Jimmy now. I think we better it's go to the cops. You know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever like be like, there's a man out there. I feel like you'd have to look weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um but our main story is going to be on a man by the name of uh, Woodrow, uh, Woodrow, sorry, I mostly call him Woody, Woodrow Derenberger. He's the one that came into contact with uh, with the, the smiling man or, or injured cold and actually had routine conversation with him over the course of days and even claimed to have been taken to his planet. So, c- c- <laughs> what? Okay, I, I I was about to ask what does this have to do with Mothman, and now I want to know what the hell. A pl- what is this? We so, have no bookends for this episode. His, we jumped in to talk about someone named Indrid Cole. So the, the connection. And I don't know who this is. We're getting I still there. have no clue. We're and he's rattling there. off things this guy has done. You're like kids saw him. Who is it? Well, the, what is this? Well, the thing? reason I don't up, understand. The reason I bring up the kids is because the kids event happened. Uh, about three weeks before the first Mothman sighting in the right, same so area. so what is... Are you saying this guy's Mothman? So, so there are claims 
that his coat isn't actually a coat, but are actually wings and that he can fly. And that those are the sightings of either Indrid Cold himself or the same species that Indrid Cold may be that were traveling during this part of the planet at the time. So the Mothman's name is Indrid Cold? That's what there, he called himself. There are multiple theories as to what Indrid Cold's relationship to the character known as the Mothman is. Correct. Which are? Some are that he is the Mothman. Some are that he is like the herald of the Mothman. Some are that he is like related to the Mothman. That he's like, you know, like the Mothman's like a fugitive and he's trying to chase him. Or there, there's a lot of different things that. So he's I've, a man in black, is what you're saying? There's but a like, theory that he's a man in black. Actually, and man, man in, in black, black are totally different thing. Yeah, he could be like a man in black for us. He could be a man in black like for another know, species, like, like dogs the bounty hunter type vibes. And, and I've heard all kinds of shit. I, he's he's like wait a, a minute. So this his is legend like, has grown beyond just this. He's like correct. a like a Lilo and Stitch scenario where the Mothman came down and was like, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Watch out, Mothman! We'll save you!" And this guy's like, "I've got to get, I've got to get Mothman." It's right. Kind of, like that's that's one of the that's things that I've heard. I swear Lilo to God, Stitch. <laughs> I, that's one of the things I've heard honestly. But I think like, I think like. I don't know. I think okay. he's like he's like part of the like he's like Paul Bunyan or something where he like or Johnny Appleseed where he just like is in he's in the mix now. But I've heard of those two and I've never heard of this guy. That's because you don't want to open your mind to the truth, Jesse. You don't want to see what the truth? evidence that's all around you. What do you mean? Indrid Cold lives. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I want to like see how you're gonna tell the story because. The stuff that I have is like piecemeal from like terrible forums and websites. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And that's why I pointed out in the beginning of the episode, you have to understand like there's not much on him. There's very little written about him that comes from that time period that is even, you know, questionable whether it's reliable. Uh, one of the authors, uh, the the Keel one, the one that also wrote Mothman Prophecies, the problem with his is he sorts, he says he goes and interviews all these people. But then he never provides sources or way he contacted them. Like he makes a bunch of claims, but never backs them up. And that's it really puts a lot of his accounts into question, which is part of the injured cult thing. Like he was here for this very small sliver of time. Handful of people said they ran into him or people like him. And then it stopped. And then that was the end of it. So uh, what we'll talk about specifically, though, is we're going to basically just talk about the Woodrow Derenberger scenario because it's kind of the only scenario that we can kind of tie and have some actual conversation about. Uh, he was actually just a lovely old sewing machine salesman for a sewing machine company out in West Virginia. Uh, on November 2nd, 1966, he was returning from Marietta, Ohio to his home and he had a very strange experience. He was driving in his red panel truck on Route 77 in Parksburg, West Virginia. He claimed that he saw a flying metallic cigar-shaped craft. The ship traveled right by his truck and blocked the roadway ahead and gradually made him slow down to a stop onto the side of the road. Woodrow also described the vehicle as resembling a, quote, kerosene lamp chimney, quote. Have you seen what those are? Yeah, the little, uh... The little, like, the lamps that kind of go, like... Cue out to a bubble and then narrow out again. Yeah, but it had like the top, is what you're saying. It, it had kinda, a little. It kind of looks like yeah, a I guess. Bit. I mean, that's how he describes it. So you kind of think of it, kind of goes up into like a bubble. And it's kind of like again. a bong looking thing, if you know. Yeah, what I'm yeah, if you know, yeah. I mean, if my name was Indra Cold, I travel around in a space bong. So yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, I can actually see that. It actually fits his name incredibly and isn't well. Isn't that kind of consistent with one of the other spacecraft descriptions that we got? Wasn't, from, there a, wasn't there a sighting early in the for West Virginia stuff that we were talking about earlier where there was like a cylinder? Yeah, cylinder shaped. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Injured Cold. I like to imagine he's stoned and he's like, my name's Injured Cold, but I prefer Injured Chill. Yeah. Dude, my, yeah. my parents call me Injured Cold, but I call myself like Homestar Stoner. The Homestar Stoner. Oh, jeez, Homestar. <laughs> so anyway. He claims, or Darren Berger continues to claim, uh, that the, the aircraft itself was hovering about a foot off the ground. A door opened on the craft, and being uh, and a being exited the ship, and the door shut with a loud thunk behind him. We got Star Wars doors. Yeah. Well, I guess I was thinking Star Trek. Shunk. Shunk. Yeah, yeah. Shunk. No, Star Trek is like, 
That's the doors in Star Wars fair. look like they're gonna fucking kill you. Like, the, <laughs> like you walk past them and they're like, "Boom! It's closed. Don't. There was never a door here." Um. Later, the vehicle climbed to about fifty feet into the air above the highway. The being walked right up to Derenberger's truck window. That would horrify me. Something just like steps out of the ship and just walks up to my but window. Was it a man named Indrid Cole? Well. Woodrow described the believe? being as looking like any ordinary... Oop, I think I just got bit by a mosquito on my head as I am recording this podcast. Man! That's... Yo, I saw... Yo, yo. Got... Oh, freaking got it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he, he really did. Wow. Oh, you wow. Now you're allowed to train with Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> God. Ah, oh, that's going to itch real bad. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mothman, but I have to expose your secrets now. Is there another one in here? Oh, boy. You'll be okay. Well, Don't worry. They're just trying dead. to stop you from telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. <clears throat> so the, the he walked the, 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 the craft, you know, 50 feet in the... It goes 50 feet in the air. Figure walks out, walks up to Darren Berger's window. He described the being as looking like any ordinary man off the street. Six feet tall, about 35 years of age olive complexion, dark brown hair, and wearing a glossy, metallic, dark blue coat. The man spoke to Woodrow telepathically. Of course he did. His mouth did not move. Instead, he had a fixed smile on his face. The man looked into, uh, in through the truck windows and said without saying something along the lines of, Roll down your window. I want to talk to you. While they communicated, the man called himself Indrid Cold. He told Woodrow that he meant him no harm. So he had, so this guy also reported like a shiny metal. Yep. Metallic blue suit. Huh. How about that? A little connection. Let's continue. Continuing, he said, I was very frightened. And as far as I can understand, this was all mental. There were not words spoken from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face. He appeared very courteous and friendly. Injured Cold in Mr. Derenberger's conversation was about 10 minutes long. He told him, and Cold telepathically told him, We eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do. Before returning to the flying craft and said, We will see you again. He later reported this event to the police. Now, is this the guy who went on TV? This is the guy who had the interview. Yeah. 30 okay. minute interview. Yep. Same guy. I've, I've watched this interview before back in the day. It's it's, it's I, I read the uh, I read the transcript for it. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's very strange. So he went to the police with this. This is not anything that like, you know, again, some There's weird official hidden record things, of it, official yeah. records of this. Exactly. But. Then the media caught wind of it. And with the media and anything kind of strange, especially at this time, they went wild. Woodrow's story gained traction in the media, gaining news coverage and attention after the Park, uh, Parkersburg police were convinced of his story. An Air Force representative even contacted him soon after his accounts were documented. On November 3rd, 1966, during this media storm, he went on live TV in Parkersburg, West Virginia, where he was then interviewed by the state police the Wood County Airport, the city police, and representatives from the Dayton, Ohio Air Force Base. It was interviewed by, like, Air, Airport? That's right, that's right Pat. Airport? Pat Air Force Base is known uh, among cryptid circles to be where they keep the aliens. Well, then. The it's Dayton. not Area 51. It's actually Wright Pat. Whatever. <laughs> the Dayton one? Whatever. Yeah, Wright Pat Air Force Base is in Dayton, Ohio. You're I like, grew up there. I spent the first 18 years of my life there. You're like, not, all this stuff, I don't believe... One thing though, they keep the aliens in Dayton. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't believe that, but that's what the rumor is. Yeah. All right. So maybe. How strange then that they're the ones, you know, sending where, representatives uh, the to Roswell, ask questions. New Mexico plane or plane. The Roswell, New Mexico uh, air dirigible was taken to. Did I ever tell you about the time my dad was chastising Luke Skywalker's behavior because he said that Han had every right to be mad at him because he was a guest on the plane? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? He was like, you see, Luke was a guest on the plane, so Han had every right to be mad at him for being annoying. 
<laughs> Your dad and I, I think, see the exact same thing yeah. the same way. <laughs> I guess I was just That's lost they took in the, the moment. space plane with the aliens. Took them over that area. Dark 52. Vader. <laughs> God. Well, back to the interview. Uh, when the interview aired, an older man claimed that he too saw a figure matching the same description as Indrid Cold, also on Route 77, who was trying to flag him down. But the man was too afraid, and so he drove right past as he continued to wave. Derenberger's conversation with Cold could be corroborated, but other people claimed to see lights and fluttering vehicles at the same instant on the road. So people were calling in and being like, I Correct. saw this. This is, like I said, during that, that UFO flap, people are seeing lots of things. There's even, a, a, there's even claims that there were people who, who claimed to have saw landing crafts on Route 77. All that same night? No, no, all over the course of, of days. I thought, all I thought the there was night. a bunch of I thought there was a bunch on the same day, no? There was multiple sightings on the same day, but there was also conti- like I'm saying there's also continued right. sightings all on Route 77 throughout days and weeks. Right, as but well. what I mean is the thing that's interesting about Derenberger's Derenberger? Da- that's how I say it, Derenberger. The thing that's Der- interesting about his story as I remember it is that he's the one where it's like same night, same event. It's not even like you know, oh, there was like an alien this day and then two weeks later, another alien. This was like he saw this thing and then a bunch of other people saw the exact that is true. same no. thing. Yep. That, that is exactly also what happened. Yep. A bunch of people like when he came forward, people were like, we all saw these weird fluttering, like moving, dashing lights in the sky all in the same night. Pretty yep. wild. It's crazy. Um, there were also other witnesses that reported seeing uh, Derenberger stopped on the highway talking to this man. So people say they drove by and saw this, the truck that – because remember, he pulled over. So he saw this man talking to, to this dude on the highway. And some even saw – what's interesting about this is some even saw, said they saw the craft, but not all of them who reported seeing the man with Derenberger reported seeing the craft. Only some saw the craft. So some people said they saw Derenberger – Talking to no one? No, they saw they saw him talking to a man, but didn't report the craft there. Other people also saw him talking to the man, but also saw his spacecraft. Interesting. Which, if you're like deep, if you're like three courses deep into like, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, that plays into the idea that aliens, if this is true, are a mix of physical and psychic phenomena. That they, that they're, they're multi-dimensional being which is a surprisingly popular theory it is a super popular theory like i kind of like it from the outsider perspective it doesn't seem like that's the theory everybody has but inside the ufo circles everybody's like oh yeah no aliens are psychic and the craft (laughs) are like meant like it's like green lantern shit you know what i mean (laughs) yeah how are you how are you holding on there over there, Jesse? I just see you leaning further and further well, back. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I every time we have to explain something weird with another weird thing, in order to make it make sense, I'm always immediately like, okay. So the reason why X is because this other thing you didn't think of. Here's the thing. And the reason right? for that is another thing. You, like the reason why you can't detect the aliens is because they make a force field bubble around the ship. And the reason why they can do that is because they're psychic, which is why they can talk. Like, it's always building on something else that <laughs> takes it to the point where it's so insane that you're just like, sure, okay, anything's possible. I mean, if you want to just keep walking around in a dream world, Jesse, that's fine with me. Right. You got to open your mind, man. Yeah. Open okay, your mind and sure. accept it. But because My what if. open to the possibilities. What if mm-hmm. it's true? What if it's not? <laughs> So wait, so is this the same guy who then was like, and then he took me back on a spaceship? Yes. Really? We're, get, we're getting to that, yes. Oh my god. Why? I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I wish it wasn't that guy. <laughs> now John Keel, the, the author of uh, the book, the other book that I was saying, is uh, also conducted an interview, but again, he doesn't really do well with citing sources, so I kind of like toss a lot of what he says out the window. He doesn't really do well with citing sources. Is like, that yeah. should be on the book, like the book quote. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But it would continue on. Injured Cold and Derenberger would have a weird sort of friendship in a strange way. He all he claimed that he was visited by Injured Cold many times and that he even took him on a spaceship to his planet. Injured Cold would also appear at Woodrow's front door. 
His wife and children even knew that this injured cold was paying him visits and they even eventually came forward saying they too saw this man and other strange beings. Maybe he was just like a super convincing Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> the best Jehovah's yeah. Witness of all yeah. time. Is there a Jehovah's Witness believe in like space aliens? No, they're just, that was they're just, they just like travel a lot. Okay. Like, they gotcha, like, come gotcha. to your door and like talk to you about the good word. You might be wondering, what were these aliens like when he went to their planet? Which, by the way, of course, is named Lanulos. Ah, there it is. Lanulos. <laughs> Jesse's just shaking his head. So uh, I guess. I have nothing to say. Continue, please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about this so far. I. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Well, Woodrow's wife specifically said that the beings who visited them terrified her. Because remember, she was they, they claimed to see other beings. But that these beings were still very much like humanity or humankind, at least physically. They apparently traveled in normal cars, dressed in normal clothes, but just weren't necessarily human. There was even one time where uh, Derenberger disappeared for six months and said he was with injured cold. What? Wait, where did he... What, he wasn't at home? <laughs> no, he literally disappeared for six months and said that he was with injured cold the whole time. Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> is that just sinking in? Is there is there any record of that? Is that, like, real? Yeah, what? <laughs> so, uh... This is that is apparently the 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 what he told his family, and they were um, like cool got, pops, and they they apparently believed him. What? Okay, this is this is earthbound at this point. And then he also claimed that he received mental messages from his uh, from injured cold, and they would come with suddenly and leave with massive migraines. Literally, this is the game earthbound. This guy, Durgenberger, is Ness, and this is what the game is. That's what's happening here. <laughs> His family also says that they would receive constant, strange, unknown phone calls. Sometimes they were people threatening to stop speaking about his experience. Sometimes they were odd beeps and electric hums. Sometimes it was just dead silence on the other end. The family even went as far as to change their number to an unlisted one, but the calls continued. So are we supposed to assume that they're talking about, like, it's the government who... I imagine it's it's a mix. Like, there's... <clears throat> my, my guess would be people that just are gonna tort just want to like torture like the family assholes who are playing pranks maybe or something along those lines oh i guess that's true but i mean that would be in their in their goes. mind are they saying like people are harassing us about this or are they yes saying, no they would say like no it was threats it, it, they, they made it they said threat they don't like, think it's it's threat. real people involved in the situation trying to silence them they think it's like trolls no, they think they think it's real people in the situation trying to silence I see them. i see stop them from talking completely um it got so bad that even locals would would know where his house was and they would be there all hours of the day and night and wait in crowds in his driveway just to see if they could see injured cold coming by. I would love to see how long people hold on to this like today. I wonder if you could find people who will just say like, yep, my dad saw injured cold. <laughs> like, well, they wanted to see injured cold show up. That's what I'm saying. They're just there like, uh -oh. trying to be like. Oh, well, he, I just want, I want like that town. Cause I'm sure people are like, yeah, I saw this dude on the road. I saw him at this house. I mean, people said they saw him, right? Yeah. Well, the other people said they saw him on the road and all that other stuff. Yeah. But this is the only, the only one that they seem to like put any stock into is the Derenberger one. So it's just crazy that, that people would even bother to camp outside his house. Um, Derenberger would also then go on to say that he met Injured Cold in another place as well, other than Route 77 in his house, uh, a place called uh, Bogle Ridge. Oh. Bo Bogle Ridge. It really you was a ridge? surprisingly close. That was scary. <laughs> I, I thought it was like Promontory Point or whatever. This is where he said he would go and meet uh, Injured Cold to go into his spaceship and go in rides in outer space. And when they got out of the spaceship and looked, there was a hook. On the roof <laughs> of the spaceship. 
Uh, some people actually say they also saw injured cold and other other spaceships land in that same area. In the in uh, make, Bogle make, Ridge. Oh, Bogle Ridge. Bogle Ridge. I was saying yeah. Makeout Ridge the exact same time that you were saying Bogle Ridge. So I didn't hear it. <laughs> you know, same thing at this point. Because I have a weird. There's a weird part of me that says that's what he was doing. <laughs> like he was hooking you know up with I some mean? dude. Yeah, he had he had an an affair. He was having an affair or something. Disappearing for six months. I mean, but at the at the same time, Occam's the town razor, is right. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like how it's so it's so easy. Yeah. to want to lean one way or the other, especially when the whole town is apparently going insane about this. Like, They're like, people, I've seen it. I've seen it. Right. It's, Everybody's it's, seen the re- leprechaun say, "Yeah." <laughs> Not no, yeah, for me. I'm sorry. Um, at one point, two armed men with loaded rifles were hiding in the woods by Darren Berger's property. What? Wait, they observed, he found them? They No, they oh, came forward oh. and are telling the story. Uh, they observed a black Volkswagen enter his front yard. A peculiar dressed uh, man in an all black suit with tan skin exited and talked with Woodrow before getting back in the car and leaving. The hunters ended up uh, being disappointed, they said. Uh, they waited even longer, wanting to see something truly terrifying. But maybe, maybe they already had. Man, I wanted to shoot an alien. Because that was a visit, Woodrow claims, from the men in black. No. Okay, yes. so everybody's the involved. actual men, men in black. Everyone's involved. And the men in black in the real lore are like scary, like reptilian. Scary people. government government agents that may or may not be human. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the accounts of them have to do with them struggling to like seem human. Yeah, they have, like, like they just ask for dumb wet, stuff. Red lips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Shunker. they're constantly thirsty. Yeah, it's very Boar. similar. Edgar, your skin's hanging off your bones. <laughs> um, but so the men, so what he said is that the men in black ended up visiting, and during that visit, told him to stop talking about his encounters with injured cold, and moreover, stop seeing injured cold, lest his life depend on it. What? They threatened his life. Okay. Stop talking about it, or something bad is going to happen, which is tends to happen. With the uh, men in black. But is this question? Is this the only time in all these stories of Indra Cole that the men in black have shown up? This this is the only noted part where the men in black show up. Okay, all right. I'm trying to piece stuff together. Please continue. Now you might be saying, Derenberger, you need to see a doctor. Yeah, Derenberger, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> well, he did. He sought medical attention. And the opinion of a Parksburg psychiatrist at the time. He not only leaves with a clean bill of health and absolutely. Uh, those Parksburg psychiatrists are no. <laughs> That's all BS. There's quacks. <laughs> clean bill of health, no drugs found in the system whatsoever, or disruption uh, to his to his uh, like or like he's he's healthy completely. Do we have this? Um, do we have this too? Do we have like this record? These are all records you can go look up. Yes. Okay. I love that you're taking notes. I'm just, I'm just interested. I, I just. It's wonder- wild. It's a wild story. It's yeah. insane. It's crazy to me. Um, but the psychiatrist also said that he was clean, like he wasn't crazy. So whether, whether that means that injured cold was an alien is up in the air. Whether Derenberger believes that he was an alien, you know, could be a whole nother story. You know, but he believes that he's he's doing okay. You know. He's having these experiences that or he may or may not uh, be cheating. If we just had Um, one real verifiable alien experience, we could just judge everybody else who's faking it real quick. Here's the problem with all this. As a man, gentlemen, as a man. okay. Think really hard for me on this. If you spent six months off cheating with someone. And it ended and you had to come home because you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Would you, A, admit it, or B, create the most illogical story (laughs) to get out of it and then keep it going for years to the point where you're like, and then the men in black showed up. Would you do whatever it took to make sure that your significant other didn't know? I don't think that this would be the story that I chose if I was going to do that. Yeah, but this guy sounds like an idiot. So (laughs) just imagine (laughs) you're stupid. And this is what you came up with. 
Rather than be like, well, I, I wanted to bang other people, you were like, aliens took me. But I just don't know why Indrid he would go Cold. so extreme. Yeah, it's very extreme. And the, and the town, you know why? Is like the you know why you go extreme? Because just like people who are like, well, the aliens, you see, the reason why you couldn't hear them, uh, the reason why I don't know how they sounded is because they could talk to my head. And the reason why you can't see their ships is because they're cloaked. And the reason why they don't make any noise is because it's a power thing that you've never thought of before. And they're from a planet that we can't contact. Like, the same thing. So it's the same is- thing because you, you're like, it's so fake. You it, One pull of the thread, it all comes apart. So they have to keep layering on. And it's the same thing here. This guy was like, and then um, Men in Black showed up. So this is basically just a fucked up version of Fargo is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well... To add a little bit more to that, um, one of the reasons we know he went to the doctor as well is because after the doctor visit, the doctor himself gets a weird experience. He is contacted in December by injured cold. What? He doesn't reach out by phone, but telepathically. What? What that conversation was, we do not know. Only that Why he claims that? to have. Why don't we know he, that? Because he only claims that the to have had the experience. Because no, 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 if you no, go, no. because the if you doctor, try to no, dig, you can't say you've been contacted and not say what it was about. <laughs> because you can't go any deeper than that. There's Maybe no more private. after that. Maybe they Maybe. talked about their issues. <laughs> Maybe they were. But some here's shit the out. thing. Here's the thing. Here's why I doc, think this leads to doctor. There's confidentiality there. But you got to keep in mind, and this kind of this is my, my if I was to go on the Jesse side of things here. Of course the doctor would say something after. The whole town has been getting weird bouts of fame off of Darren Berger's weird claims. Why wouldn't he, too, also do that? But, you know, you like you said, Occam's Razor, it's so easy to see both sides. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I want to believe. I'll say that. But I'm yeah. not sure what we're believing in. I just want to know. Don't know. I just want exactly what we're believing. There's, there's not maybe there's nothing to believe. This is just an. Ex- this is m- just something that happened. Yeah, to a degree. There's more than the usual amount of corroboration for this story, and I'd like to believe that at least everybody here is telling the truth about what, what they do you believe mean? happened. There's more than the usual amount of corroboration. Like there, there's there's Name there's for m- me. there's multiple sightings of the same thing on the same night. There's other sightings of the same thing at other times, and it there's verified, you know, witnesses and stuff here. So that's the thing that's interesting to me. I don't know that it's an, it's necessarily any one thing. If it's an alien or whatever it is, it could be mass hysteria. I don't know, but I just I just feel like for them all to have their story straight together, it's probably something they're all responding to, right? Yeah. I'm with you on that. Whatever it may be, whatever it may actually be, <laughs> whether he went to Lanulos after like all the rations. I can't comment on. Not. I can't comment on Lanulos. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> we can't. Com- I cannot exactly. comment on Lanulos at this time. But I, but I, but I, I just think that it's at least worth paying attention to because I think it's something interesting. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. It's 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 super interesting to me, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Like, it's really, really kind of just a cool, cool thing. Um, so after that's that's kind of the extent of the experiences thereafter. The men in black is kind of like the bookend to everything there. He doesn't claim to have any contact with Indrid after that or go off with him anymore. Um, just kind of a, an end point. And it's after that, the books started happening. Visitors from Lanulos is from 71. Um, in the Mothman prophecies, he's actually mentioned as well. Uh, he's actually in the Mothman Prophecies book. He talks about the the Grinning Man and, and Indrid Cold and all that other nonsense. Um, and like most, uh, his life thereafter was kind of unfortunately miserable. Uh, he, he negatively affected him, his family, his friends. Uh, years of harassing phone calls, lo- losing jobs, losing friends, people trespassing on his property, ridicule, embarrassment, etc., 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 he eventually had a nasty divorce from his wife, um, and uh, he ended up dying in 1990 at the age of 74. So it's kind of a bummer, like, that his life was just destroyed by this event in the end and didn't really do anything good for him. Um, it's wild. So, it's wild. Like, why, if, why, if it was fake, why would you stick to it for so long? 
Yeah, why would you why would you do books years after it's you're being already stu- kind of like haunted like by once you're in how do you get out how do, how do you, you leave just how do you like, get out of the moment just be like cool. i was being a fucking liar i'm sorry it's all fake the people do that all the time it's hard to do it's hard to do and the people who do it do it on their deathbed i wish you would have that's true actually a lot of people it's don't hard. don't just bite you, on things yeah once you get caught up in something especially big lies like lies on top of lies on top of lies it's so hard to just admit it because if you do, the amount of damage you'll cause is even worse. And then you have even less than you had before. So sometimes the lie is all you have anymore. And so I can see how if you wrote books and your entire reputation is built on this thing, and even without your wife, and even if your personal life sucks, you have the respect of some people at least. And if you said you lied, you have no one's respect now. And that's, I think, to a lot of people, way worse. It's wild. It's, it is. It's very wild. I can't imagine just, doing it. I can't imagine being like that deep. And then, and then, and then the longest game of improv. Close. Yeah. <laughs> just never ending. Um, but it's it's an interesting story just because of the corroboration. Uh, it happening during that UFO like year, that flap of a year, um, where where sightings were everywhere, and uh, real or not, something happened. Whether it's the greatest lie in history uh, or it's just a, a dude who went kind of a little insane, affair, aliens, Mothman. That's where we're going to end our, our journey across Mothman time space. Injury Wait, cold. But then... <sighs> because there's no so answers, what's the Jesse. Implication it's not a written that story. He, that he appeared... But like the implication well, here from Mothman, there, there were there were other so there were claims of other people that wore similar clothes to him, happening uh through across like this part of West Virginia and stuff, and people are saying that he might have been Mothman, like this species of alien is Mothman, and they were visiting people and stuff, and it was just crazy. I think I like the story better if it's like he was. Wouldn't it be more fun, guys? Wouldn't it be more fun? Can't we all agree on this? Can we write a script? Are we writing a script? Cole, Indrid Cold, whatever his name is, is the guy who caused the bridge collapse, and the oh. Mothman was the one trying to stop him, like Magneto because, and Professor X. <laughs> yeah, but because the Mothman's so hideous to the human eye, we thought he was the villain when really it was this guy who's like. I'm the smiling man. And he like, oh, isn't that a better story? If we're going to make shit up, is that a better story? And the Mothman's the good guy. And the Mothman was trying to warn everyone. They're like, there's a dude like you trying to destroy a bridge. But except all we heard was, and that's it. And then this guy trying to talk to us in his native tongue. Yes. And this dude was in the background like, Sith Lord, spend six months on my planet with me, <laughs> and then he like learned everything there was to learn about humans, and he infiltrated and took down a bridge, and he's like, ah, ha, ha. and the Mothman's like, no, <laughs> better story. It Bet- is a you're better welcome. story, but sometimes yeah. real life, you know, like when you go to the zoo and you want to <laughs> see the tiger, and there's no tiger really, and you're like, well, where is he? And like the <laughs> and and everybody's like, he's right there, and you just see like some <laughs> orange bullshit. In like in the middle of some bushes and you can't really tell it's a tiger. That's real life. That's the real way of getting alien stories that we have. <laughs> That's really we it. Can't, that is exactly every we, fucking alien encounter yeah, that we, we have. We can't we can't if only if only there was perfect evidence for every one of them. If only I somebody don't see could it. Hang on, where, where let, me, let me put on let me put on my alien sunglass filter. Yeah. Oh there it is. Yeah, I see. Perfect. Oh my god, dude. My I'm story's dying. better. Indrid Cold Cold gets creepier the more you hear him, like, quotes of his. Like, I heard one where he says he's from somewhere less powerful than the United States. Oh, really? I didn't see that quote. And uh, I heard heard, uh, that he, like, was like, please report me to the authorities and stuff like that. He was asking a lot of very personal questions as well. Like, where do you live? Who are you? Where am I? What time is it? What time period? Where am I? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. I, you know, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened there, but I, I do believe maybe that something happened there. That's the best I can ever say. And we always come down in this exact way where Mathis is like, this is written. 
It is real. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if it's all real, but I believe that it's written in response to something. And Jesse's like, why would there be a place called Lanulose? Like, you know. <laughs> well, it is kind of a dumb name. What? I mean, you know, depends on where you're from, right? If you're from Lanulose, I guess it probably, if you're from Lanulose, probably yeah. sounds beautiful. <laughs> well, that's it. That's Mothman. That's Injured Cold. That's Jesse's movie pitch that we should write down. You know, there's just enough truth in that movie pitch to be able to, with the precursor being at the opening, based on a true What's the opposite of a prophecy? Like, what's a what's like the true version of a prophecy? The moth, the real Mothman prophecy. A self-fulfilling prophecy, the maybe? Moth, <laughs> the Mothman diaries. The Mothman events. Yeah. No, you just call it... Uh, the uh, I'll say the event, but I feel like that's a just call it already. better Mothman, better Mothman, yeah. better. And then Mothman. it's and then it and then the the, the slogan is Mothman's story solved. The case closed. Yeah. This is how it happened for real. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks for jumping into this giant journey of Mothman over three parts. It was super fun. Um, again, a big thank you to Deanna, one of our researchers. She kicked ass. Uh, and really went crazy with the moth. She fell in love with it. And it was just fun to, to watch her and, go nuts. And maybe if you're not busy on October 30th, maybe you can maybe he, save uh, the date. Yeah, especially I still if don't understand who Indrick Cold is. He's, he's maybe weird, an alien, He's a Jesse. weird, shiny man with some weird insights that you might want to look more into. And he may be related to the cryptid known as the Mothman, who may or may not be responsible for some natural disasters around the world, including a bridge disaster in the 60s and even 9-11, Jesse. Even 9-11. He might be involved. There's actually, because we didn't, you know, I should have went down deeper this hole, but he even, he told a prophet, uh, Indricult told a prophecy of a 9-11 actually happening, supposedly. I, that's the things. That, that's why I've heard, like, that's why he has so much, yeah. like, pull in the in the circles is that he, like, is connected to everything. It's dumb, but this is what we got. This is our folklore, guys. This is the yeah, American, is modern American folklore. You got to take it or leave it. October 30th, Boston area. Keep it free. Also, for all those who are asking, the hats are back on sale. That's right, Go pre-order them. I wear Go that get hat all them. the time. It looks good we, on we your We ran body. out of the other hats, which is why we needed more hats. Oh, so shit. keep buying our hats. Yeah, that hat, is, that hat is tight. It looks really good on, on you, on me. looks really good on yeah, me. it's great. <laughs> it looks really good on all of us. Look, all yeah, of you. Everybody Even out there, you, you should buy this hat. It looks great on you. Exactly. You're, you'd all look really cute. Jesse, Alex, thanks for joining me. Hell yeah. Throw us five-star reviews wherever you are. Oh, my God. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll see you next time. Bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.